Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Twin Picks podcast. My name is Dan. My name's Nicole. And this is a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on a theme. This week our theme is musician-based movies and we're going to be talking Sound of Metal and Inside Lewin Davis. After that you're going to be talking about Birdemic 2 because you uh, had to watch it because you lost a poll or something, didn't you? Before we get to all that, uh, the first section is called Anything Goes where we discuss whatever we want and usually it's a bit of back and forth about how we've been. So how have you been? I've been pretty good considering it's been a week of lockdown. Hasn't been that bad. I think so far we're in for another week. Fingers crossed it's Mm. only for another week if it's another if it goes to a month, then I'll be like, oh. Yeah, you had about four cases, didn't you? So they're like, shut it down. <laughs> well, I think it's like at 50 now. I can't, to be yeah. fair, I've lost I've lost track of how many cases there are. But tonight, uh, this evening, me and my mates, we did a dinner together apart. So we all put our dietary and like, um, you know, gave our address and all that and we all got picked a person and we had to choose their dinner on Uber Eats or, you know, menu log oh, right. or wherever. And you you just get random dishes for, and you it's something local to your area. I was like, oh, I don't know if there will be any sort of deliver, delivery service out my way because there tends not to be, but there was. Was it like Terry's Outback Diner or something? <laughs> I don't live that much in the bush, mate. Terry's <laughs> out back diner. Um, so that was that was kind oh, of. That nice. sounds like fun. Yeah, it was good to catch up. Maybe one time I'll, I'll I've got your address while we're recording. I'll just do delivery or something, and you'd be like, "What is this meal coming to my <laughs> to my house?" You'd just send me uh, mac and cheese, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'll be like Heinz mac and cheese. And a couple of slices of cheese yep. to go with it. Uh, extra cheese, yeah. yeah. Extra cheese on the extra <laughs> cheese. Grill it. Yeah. Melt it. More cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious, <laughs> according to Dan. Um, so that that's happened tonight. And then during the week I've been talking to my old housemate, who is, uh, his name's Will Ross, and he's creating our podcast intro. Which might be might yeah. be on this might be on this episode. Fingers crossed, it is, or in a future episode. Yeah. So I mean, you would know about it already if it was on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Started it. I mean, like, what's this fucking Ooh, new what? thing? <laughs> what's this? And if what's we if if it <laughs> if it's not on this episode, you ain't got a fucking clue what we're talking about. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys can check him out on Spotify or on SoundCloud. He created um a remix. What's his name on that? Oh, Will Will Ross. Um, Will Ross, he, right. And he also created Any a... Any relation to Bob Ross? No, I doubt that. He's Spanish. He um, he created a, a remix from James Blake's, uh, one of James Blake's tracks. So you can find that on YouTube as well. It's a really good mix. Highly awesome. recommend. And then the last thing, so, you know, we're in lockdown and my initial plan the weekend that we went into lockdown was to go for a, a swim and go to the gym, but clearly can't do that. So I have a pool at home and it's winter and it was, we don't, it's not heated. And I was like, oh, you know, let's be a bit crazy and put some leggings on and go for a swim. So I did that on my lunch break this week 
And I, uh, yeah. if, if only my mum was here, she would have thought like someone died or something because I started screaming as I was in the water. I was like, oh, it's so cold. <laughs> my neighbours probably <laughs> thought something happened. I might do it again on the weekend. It's like the, uh, the Wim Hof method or something. When What's he, um... the Wim Hof method? Wim Hof is is like a like a like a meditation guru, and oh. his thing is he, he's popular because he's got this thing called Wim Hof method, where he just basically he just gets in freezing cold water, and it's an exercise in like controlling your mind and your body and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Your just your little swimming pool story reminded me of of Wim Hof. <laughs> you should do you should do the Wim Hof one. I will. How funny. What about you? What have you been up to, mate? Um, not too much, mate. I've been sort of recovering. I'm pretty much recovered now. I can't listen. It's going to be like a, a month or so before I'm going running or anything like that. But I'm at least mobile now, and I can walk about and drive. So that's good. And to celebrate, I booked the cinema tomorrow. So for the oh, first nice. time in sixteen months. Um, last film I went to see was The Invisible Man in February 2020. Uh, first time in 16 months, Sarah and I are going to the cinema. Brand new cinema as well. Brand new cinema. Uh, it's one that Movie Drone talk about. Yeah, I heard. This sounds amazing. We've booked two tickets to go and see A Quiet Place Part 2. Okay. Um, so I can't tell you how excited I am to be going to the cinema. I can imagine, mate. Don't worry. I was actually going to watch... A quiet place this week or the week before before we went into lockdown. So hopefully by the time we record the next app, that cinemas are open again and we can both review this film. Yeah, I'm just I would probably go and see anything at the cinema at the moment. Um, that's not true. I wouldn't go and see Birdemic Two. <laughs> I is it in the cinema? Yeah. Birdemic Two. Birdemic Two, not currently. Maybe we should do an event or something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when we're in the same country, we'll, we'll try and hire well, a cinema that, or something. That cinema, pandemic double bill. That that new cinema does events as well and rents out yeah. new yeah. like small screens. So they do. There's some, something for the future. Something for future future yeah. thoughts. Future us oh. to to ponder. Um. Yeah. So uh, beyond excited. You've been watching many movies. Oh, I've watched a couple. I've watched... Or shows. Or shows. I've watched... Well, I just finished a show called Startup. There's three seasons and it's about cryptocurrency. And, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, the first season, it's about uh, Izzy Morales, I think is her name. She's got this cryptocurrency and it's supposed to be like the best one out there. But how it gets started up is with some dodgy money from a guy that she meets, and it and it goes yeah. it goes uh, goes on from there. Um, but it's good. I thought I, season three. I think maybe because I binged watched the first two, I kind of took me a bit to get into season three. All right. What about you? What else have you, what have you been watching? Um, I watched, uh, well, last time I was on a bit of a nineties action movie binge. Ooh. I wanted to carry on the action movie stuff. So I watched a film called 12 rounds with John Cena, which is basically a diehard with a vengeance ripoff, mm-hmm. but it's all right. It's pretty good. Nothing special. Cool. Um, seen it once before, probably 
enjoyed it exactly the same amount as I enjoyed it the first time. I'll go through my music ones a little bit later, but I watched The Woman in the Window. That, oh, yeah, I watched this too. Have you? What did you think of this? I thought it was all right. It was all right. Um, I, yeah, it, yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was all right. It yeah. was all right. Was I surprised in what happened in it? No, not particularly. <laughs> no, I quite enjoy Amy Adams in in pretty much anything. Enchanted. I haven't seen Enchanted. Is that a that's a, a princess thing? Oh, right? is it Enchanted? It's some sort of princess film that she's in. No, not seen that one, mate. I watched that, and then I watched Yesterday right after it. And oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the first half of it is not too bad. The second half of it becomes really cheesy. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> I, I I expected a lot worse, to be fair. I was just like, I saw ads for it when it first came out. And I was like, I have no interest in watching this film. But we're yeah. doing musicians this week, so I thought, why not give it a go? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely relevant, and I quite enjoy. Like, I thought the concept of it was quite cool. I thought it was quite mm. an intriguing concept. Agree. And, and I really like Danny Boyle as a director. Uh, I'm just looking up the cast: Lily James, um, Himish Patel. Oh yeah, Ed Sheeran's in it. Why is Ed Sheeran doing acting now? What's wrong with Ed Sheeran? I'm sure he's a <laughs> lovely bloke. I'm sure he's a lovely man, but his music is very safe i suppose is the word i'm looking for it's like mm. i saw a girl in the street and she was nice and she smiled at me boom, 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 <laughs> doing now. to be fair he's like i remember he released an album kind of relatively in the last year or so i was like oh he's not that great anymore mind you we shouldn't say these things because maybe we'll get him on the podcast one day and we'd be like, oh, it's we love your it. music, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Always been a fan. <laughs> <laughs> what What else have you been watching? Oh, as we're doing musicians, I mentioned this one. So I watched a film called Mean Man, and it's the story of Chris Holmes, who is oh. a guitarist in the band Wasp. And it just sort of follows him around. He lives in France now. And he's not getting any royalties from his music that he made in the 80s and stuff. And it's just about him sort of as a bit of an older dude, still gigging, still touring and and playing music and stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't that interesting. I suppose it would be quite interesting if you were a fan of Wasp and that kind of era of music. True, yeah. But it was more just about him, really, and nothing unusual or particularly interesting happened to warrant that documentary in my opinion Mm -hmm. like it's nice to if you're a fan of these things like i would watch anything about we just mentioned danny boyle one of my favorite directors if there was a documentary about danny boyle i'd watch it no question but if i wasn't a fan of him i'd expect there to be some sort of reason or interesting perspective or narrative going on that sort of draws you in but that didn't have that at all it was just like a week in a life of or a month in a life of or whatever it was a bit it was a bit dull any other films I've got a couple more, but I think the last one. Oh well, I can't skip past Conair, can I? I've got a what? I've got to mention Conair. I watched Conair again, one of these not his action films with Nicolas Cage, with the Bonnie back in the box. Great film, John Malkovich, 
doing cheese upon cheese, Steve Buscemi, Ving Rhames, Danny Trejo, Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, Cole Meany. It's like the, it, it, it's like a who's who of action, 90s action stars. It's great. But cheesy as fuck and very, very silly. Yeah. Very silly. I haven't seen it still. Um, <laughs> Does not I can't. Funny. I couldn't... <laughs> in, listen, I couldn't really recommend Con Air to you. I don't think you really? get much from it. I think it's great, but it's ridiculous. And I mean, it's like it's a classic that you should watch, though. It's a yeah, it's a classic of the genre. It's a oh. classic of the action nineties action genre for mm. sure. And it's directed by Simon West, who does a lot of good action stuff, or did do a lot of good action stuff. But it's not like it's a like a a proper classic. Okay. It's not like I can go, oh, what we got? It's like Fury Road, right? Fury Road's a, a brilliant, brilliant movie. Yeah. Outside of it. It's a great action film, but it transcends that genre. Mm-hmm. Con Area is just a, a fun, exciting action film, but fucking stupid and meaningless and pointless. But it's funny <laughs> as fuck. And I watched a film called Warrior. Have you ever seen this film, Nick? No, oh, I've never heard of it. Who's in it? It's got Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton. And oh, yeah. Nick Nolte. And it came out, I think, about 10 years ago. Maybe it was 2011, something like that. And I remember a lot of people, I don't think it did very well at the box office, but a lot of people were raving about it and saying how hmm. good it was. And a few years later, it's just one that I never got around to, but a few years later, I decided to put it on. And it was one of those that I turned off within like 15 seconds because I just wasn't in the mood for it. But I thought, I'll give it another go. I listened to a podcast and they mentioned it on there and I gave it another go this week. And it's fucking brilliant. It's great. I can't tell you <laughs> how much this film, like how good this film is. It's. I know we've spoken a few times about Rocky and that sort of thing. Mm. It's along the similar lines. It's about okay, um, and, but it's about MMA instead of boxing, right? But in this one, it's a bit longer than your average Rocky film. It's two hours twenty odd minutes long. And there's a lot of character set up. Wow. The reasons for the people fighting um, make sense. And there's some really good story crossovers where all the characters are sort of linked. Mm-hmm. All the main characters are anyway. And it's about this family that basically fight and about alcoholism and abuse in families and stuff like that. But plus Rocky. So it's like this perfect mix of character development and exciting fighting right. sequences. I think plus Frank Grillo's in it. It's yeah. fucking great. I would recommend it's this so to my good. brother, maybe as well. Maybe one night when he's over. Yeah. How about we'll get into our into the two main films? So if we're all done with the movies, then uh, let's move on to section two, which is the musician bit, where we're going to be discussing Sound of Metal and Inside Lewin Davis. Yes. Uh, but because musician movies was your choice of topic, it's your turn to do the topic intro. So Exciting. I don't know what's coming up, as per usual, <laughs> you, but uh, it's over to you. You might fucking hate me. It's entirely possible. <laughs> so there's two parts to this. There's a total of nine songs. I think there's four or five songs that I will play but you've never heard before, and I'll, I'll ask you a question regarding this song. And the other four... How do you, you know have, I haven't heard them before? Oh, I'm pretty sure you haven't, mate. I mean, definitely, at least definitely... So how am I them. going to answer a question about them? Uh, you, we, oh, you'll wait and see, mate. Don't worry. 
there's a multiple choice, multiple choice for that. Right. Um, but the other four songs you have to, I will play the song and then I will pause the the song and then you have to continue the lyrics to it. Okay. So this is the first one. This is really easy. One more time, we're going to celebrate. Oh, yeah, all right. Wait, 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 wait. What's the next lyric? One more time. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Oh, so that was it. 15 points. 15 points. You wouldn't have got, got that one. I wouldn't okay, have. So the next what do you one. Mean? I wouldn't have. No. I did. You don't, you don't know who Daft Punk is. <laughs> Neither of us do. So the next one is a is a quiz, a multiple choice quiz, and it's by an artist called Vera Blue, an Aussie artist. She was the last gig that I saw here in Melbourne, which was in I think 2019 or 2018. So this is her track called Regular Touch. So the qu- the question to this quiz, according to, I think it's called husky.com, what is Vera Blue's favourite film? Is it 16 Candles, Singing in the Rain, or Pretty, Pretty Woman? Uh, 16 Candles. Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> It's pretty woman. It's pretty woman. All right, I'll play. I'll continue. I'll play this song, but the lyrics to the song is actually the title of it. Maybe you'll get it. Here we go. So, what's the next lyric? Um. Trevor. No, it's shake, rattle, and roll. Shake, rattle, I you, and roll. I thought you would have got that, mate. This oh, I've, oh, yeah, I have heard that before, yeah. <laughs> so this is a questionnaire. Have you heard of Tash Sultana? Nope. Oh, okay. So when I was in the UK, I went to her gig. So you need to guess what the title of the song is. And the, the three possibilities... Could be a location base for a film. So the options are forest, Amazon, or jungle. Amazon. Incorrect. It was jungle. Okay. All right. I'm going to fast forward this track. But it's a it's a classic from our something that we both enjoy for sure. I can guarantee. All right. Okay. <laughs> we've we've talked about this band on the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know do you know do you know the lyrics to that? Um. We like to party. We like, we like to party. So I think it's, I think it's at this point. The Venga bus is coming. Oh yeah, yeah, go continue. What is it supposed to be? The Venga bus is coming. 
The Venga bus is coming and everybody's jumping. New York to San Francisco and into city disco. It's pretty close. Yeah, an interstate free disco. It's an intercity oh. disco. I think you'll find. Oh, we'll we'll Google it and we'll see who's right. But I'll I'll give you that point. That's pretty good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Um, so you get a point is... for being absolutely 100% correct with Payton Smith, man. All right, this next artist is also Australian but also Indigenous, and you'll have to guess uh, what the artist's name is. So I'll play their track. So the options are Baker Boy, AJ Jack, or Nyarawunda? Uh, B. AJ Jack? Yeah. No, it's Baker Boy. Ah, oh, it's Baker Boy. All right. It's Baker Boy. All right, next. Oh. What number are we on? We are on number seven. I don't know whether to play. You know what? I'm going to get rid of one song because I'll play it now, but I, I'm 100% sure you will never, you won't get the lyrics to this. And if if you do. No, I won't. I hate it already. I hate it. Make it stop. Make it please. Oh, you know I want you. Jog on. <laughs> so I'll get to the next question quiz. And this is actually from a mate of mine. Um, she's in a band called Run Rabbit Run. I played their track. It's called Faker. I'll fast forward that a little bit so you can. So, I mean, if I show you the picture of their album, you'll know exactly what film the film clip is based on. But yes, the question okay. is, what film? Uh, what is the film clip kind of? could be based off a film. So the options are Thunder Road, Frank, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Thunder Road. This is when I think of, when I listen to the song, I think Thunder Road, but I'll show you their cover. Can you see that? So I'm guessing that's Frank. Yeah. Have you not seen Frank? No. Oh, maybe we've mentioned it before with Mitch. It was like one of it, those films that we had to watch back when we used to work yeah, together. I think you're right. I think I was considering picking it for one of the music, uh, musician-based uh, movies. But yeah. I, I, I think for some reason it might not have been available for both of us or okay. maybe I just wanted to choose other ones. But okay, so your mate's band has got a song what's based on the film Frank. Well, yeah, their film clip is based on, uh, it's kind of based off that. It's because, yeah, the character in the film clip has got this paper mache head, kind of looks like him. Now, yeah. this last Frank's song. Frank's side bottom. So yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. The, Aussie, the Aussie version of Frank. And it's actually her brother in the film clip, funny enough. Um, and this last song, you're, if you don't get this, I I will be... Gobsmacked. Will you shit? I, I will. I will crack it completely. <laughs> ready, you, ready? Will you poo? Will you do I a poo will. on a chair? Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Hang on, so what's the question to this one? You have to sing the lyrics. All right. I, I have no doubt, no doubt in my mind that you'll get this instantly. You probably sing the whole song. Ready, set. Ready, <laughs> set. 
push it to the limit. Limit. Walk along the razor's edge. That's like our anthem from our job, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've still got that video it. that you, uh, yeah. You, that one. you and Mage dancing to this song. Uh, I think <laughs> maybe was, we should put that it? on the... Uh, well, maybe when we on release Instagram. this episode, we should put that put that episode, <laughs> that uh, video clip on on our story or something, and just tag me to it. Oh, so funny! So that is my topic intro to musicians. Brilliant! Thank you very much. Uh, well, according to my calculations, I got one hundred and twelve percent. So I got all of them <laughs> right, plus an extra got, bonus one. I think you got three. Oh no, you got four out of nine. Right, I'm gonna. Say. I didn't do very well. It was fun all the same so thank you very much for preparing that quiz for us mate and next time it's uh it's back to me finally i've had a bit of time off so i better i've got to put put my bootstrap on and and, and create a quiz (laughs) so shall we move on to our films then uh we've got two we've got the sound of metal and inside lewin davis yeah so let's start with inside lewin davis then the first thing i do want to say actually is last week i may have said Llewellyn Davis. Yeah. Quite a lot. Um, <laughs> it's Lewin. It's not Llewellyn. I was thinking it was Crichton from Red Wolf. It's Lewin. It's inside Lewin Davis. So just get that. When you when you were saying it as well, I was like, this doesn't sound right. And then when I heard him say Lewin, I was like, oh, poor yeah. Dan. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. I don't, it's like, <laughs> I don't care. It is what it is. I'm learning, I'm educating myself. But so Inside yeah. Lou and Davis, it was directed by the Cohen Brothers, came out in 2013. It's 104 minutes long. The synopsis reads In Greenwich Village in the early 1960s, gifted but volatile folk musician Lou and Davis struggles with money, relationships, and his uncertain future following the suicide of his singing partner. It stars Oscar Isaac as Lou and Davis, Kerry Mulligan as Jean. John Goodman as Roland, Garrett Hedlund as Johnny Five, he's called in that, funnily enough. Who else is in it? F. Murray Abraham's in it. JT, our boy Justin yeah. Timberlake's in it. Um, Adam oh, Driver put, pops up. Should have put him as a as a music. I just want to love you, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that was made in like 2003, so I know that. Um, oh, brilliant. Huge cast. Huge cast. Huge yeah. cast of people in this. And I suppose the Cohen brothers do kind of tend to attract the most talented people. I'm not the biggest fan of Cohen brothers movies. People tend to love things like Fargo and No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men, I do think, is a good film. Yeah. But then it's not usually quite my sort of thing. Their stuff. It's a little bit absurd and, and surreal. But having said that, I didn't mind this film. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was incredible, but I thought it was all right. So it's set in the 60s and it opens with oscar isaac's character lewin davis and then he said llewellyn again it opens with him getting beaten up in an alleyway um and then it goes back a week before this scene Mm -hmm. and you kind of find out the events that led him to getting beaten up in the alleyway lewin davis is a folk singer a folk musician so there's a lot of folk music in it Mm -hmm. which i didn't care for i must admit it's not really my it's not really my thing. It's not on your Spotify um, list. It's definitely not on my Spotify <laughs> list. But also, but also, actually, I will say that there's one particular song in this which makes me smile. It's the one that they sing in the um, the studio. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I really enjoyed that scene. I thought that was really good. Yeah. And I really liked Adam Driver in it. 
because you've got the three, you've got Oscar Isaac, Justin Timberlake and Adam Driver and they're recording a song in a studio and I really enjoyed Adam, Adam Driver just dropping random words um, words and noises. Yeah. Like outer space. And I really enjoyed that. But that was the only song in it that I wasn't, oh, come on, hurry up. Mm. Let's get to it. I wanted to skip a lot of it because a lot of it went so on. So you didn't agree with Lewin's opinion about the song? I, well, it wasn't a great song, but it was fun. Yeah. It was, I mean, but he was a very cynical character, wasn't he? He was very bitter. But he's um he's kind of couch surfing. He's a tortured artist or whatever. His previous singing partner committed suicide, as we learned throughout the film. And randomly, there's this cat. There's it like because the, the first <laughs> yeah. the first apartment he wakes up in, he makes himself eggs and eats a bit of breakfast, plays on his guitar and stuff, and then leaves. But the cat, there's a cat there, and the yeah, cat escapes. Nice. So he's got to carry this cat around with him because his mates aren't in, and he can't get back into the apartment. Anyway, he goes to his next sofa. Cat escapes again. This is where Kerry Mulligan lives, mm. and um, he sees another cat. Well, he's sorry. He sees what he thinks is the same cat, and he grabs that. And he's got another cat now that he's carrying around. Um, and I thought that was pretty fun. You know, little thing that keeps popping up. I thought that was mm. pretty good. Um, biggest criticism, not enough Kerry Mulligan. Give me some more Kerry Mulligan, yeah. please. She wasn't in it enough. Um, and all of the characters, actually. I, I mean, it was Oscar Isaac's movie, but I do think... And he was he was very good. But mm. some of the ones that stood out to me, Adam Driver, John Goodman, Kerry Mulligan. I'd like to see a bit more of them. Um, F. Murray Abraham as the record producer I thought was really good in yeah. like literally a, a four or five minute scene that he was in this is the wrong cat where is it scrotum <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then and then they were super understanding when he got back to where where was he originally from New, it was in New York no he he went to Chicago New York yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he came back to New York and they there was that family was super understanding like oh yeah the cat came back and uh, I forgot the cat's name. Yeah. And there was, yeah. It was Ulysses. Well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I thought this film was, it was fine. It wasn't, it didn't blow my mind or anything. I thought Lewin Davis was an actual folk singer. It's a fictional character. And I, like when I heard Johnny Five, I was like, oh yeah, Johnny Five's a, like a real band, but it's from that, what's that movie called? <laughs> short, Johnny short Short Circuit, circuit. too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I ended up watching it twice. Did you? Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> I kind of. Why this one? <laughs> well, I, I kind of nodded off slightly near the end, and I was like, "Hold on a sec, did I just miss something? Why is the star reoccurring again?" But as, and then when I watched it the second time, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's." when you because it plays the first scene so he's playing the guitar in in the club and then um the guy that owns the club's like oh hey mate there's there's someone in the back and as you said he gets he gets um beaten up and then it goes back to him being in this apartment that was the only reason why i was like oh did i miss something hence why i I watched it while i was doing my work during the week so i wasn't fully uh, focusing on this film, Sound of Metal, as we'll discuss, is a whole different story. Um, but yeah, it ended very abruptly, mm. which I didn't really care for. I don't mind an ambiguous ending, 
but I just it felt like a pointless ambiguous ending to me because he he gets beaten up in the alley and then the cars the, the bloke gets in the car and just fucks off and it finishes I'm like oh mm. okay so it's bookended by this event but but why I, I, I didn't I didn't really get get it yeah. it didn't quite fit for me too much folk music it can folk right off um <laughs> what's about it, a folk, folk musician mate <laughs> what do you expect yeah well i should have chosen better then shouldn't i uh, yeah too much folk <laughs> for my personal taste i really enjoyed the performances and i think i'm going to give it a six out of ten i think hmm. because i'll never watch it again it was pretty good it's just not really my my kind of thing a yeah. bit bit down and dingy and depressing and a bit of a slog for me and it was funny in places don't get me wrong um but not like laugh out loud funny and i actually i thought adam driver's character was the funniest character in it and he was in it for no more than 10 minutes what do you reckon i was almost giving this film a seven but it's not quite a seven i'll give it a six point i'll give it a 6.7 just for the sake of it it's 6.7 (laughs) um it's Uh, yeah it's definitely not a film i would i would re-watch again or like no no urge to re-watch it anytime soon no same let's move on to the sound of metal then it was directed by darius marder the release year on letterbox is 2019 but i think for us it came out this year 2021 i think because of pandemic and stuff but it was made in 2018 it's 121 minutes long the tagline reads, music was his world, then silence revealed a new one. Quite a good tagline, that. I like that one. Mm. And the synopsis reads, a drummer begins to lose his hearing and has to come to grips with a future that will be filled with silence. It stars Riz Ahmed as Ruben, Olivia Cook as Lou, Paul Racky as Joe, Lauren Ridloff as Diane. And I think I've covered the main people in that. Yeah. Um, Sound of Metal. This was my second time watch of this movie i watched it about a month ago and i thought it was great so spoilers i think it's great and that's not changed and when you mentioned it i was like yeah come on we've got to watch that because i know that you hadn't seen it yeah i've been holding off watching this film purely to review on the on the podcast yeah so uh, the film it opens with ruben and lou and they're kind of like a heavy metal duo and they're playing a gig, so a, a loud metal gig. Cuts to the next day. They're living in a mobile home in a car park. Ruben's up early. He's cooking breakfast for Lou and just generally looking after her. And you catch a little glimpse of some self-harm scars on her arm. I don't know if you noticed that bit at mm. the start, but I, I clocked that um, on my first watch and I was like, oh, okay, that's a nice bit of detail that isn't, really mentioned too much in the film they do i think they do mention it in the film but it's like a blink and you'll miss it type thing so i thought that was some nice detail because that told us or it told me anyway it told me that okay maybe this is a codependent relationship because he's up early he's looking after her cooking breakfast and stuff she's obviously got a history of self-harm and maybe they're in this codependent relationship where they're not taking drugs she's not self-harming he's not taking drugs Mm. and it kind of works um, but then no, neither of them are really living their true lives. They're just functioning in this reality to get over the, their struggles, which is not a real relationship. It's a codependent one, in my yeah. opinion. Um, but then it's within 10 minutes, which I appreciated, 
um, Ruben begins, or it's very sudden. It just goes like that. His hearing yeah. just goes. And uh, it gets tested and stuff. And the doctor, sure enough, it's like, yeah, you, you've lost your hearing. Preserve your hearing. You need to look after yourself sort of thing. And it's, he's just very focused on trying to fix everything. So he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. What's the surgery? Can I get the surgery? And it's more about him accepting things as they are rather than trying to fix everything. Um, And that's the thing that I really liked about this film is that message of acceptance. I thought it was really good. And the director, Darius Marder, it's a very personal film to him. It was his grandmother. It was based on loosely based on his grandmother who went deaf and she was a massive cinephile. She was into movies her whole life and she went deaf slightly later on in life. And she started petitioning uh, for movies to, have audio descriptions and, and that sort of thing. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, the doctor that was testing Ruben's hearing uh, made us a, a spinal tap reference. He said, we could turn it up to 11, but you still wouldn't hear what I was saying. I thought that was quite good. And I only <laughs> noticed that on the second time round. First time watch, what was your initial thoughts I, on it? I loved it. It was, it was fantastic. It won Best Sound Design, and I would 100% agree with them winning best sound design. Yeah. Um, there's no contest. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, when he loses his hearing and, you know, he's having that test, I felt so anxious. And yeah, I think it's part of the whole experience of watching this film because you almost feel like, oh, shit, have I lost my hearing? You know, what's going on kind of thing. It does a really great job of, of making you see or ex- try and experience things through Ruben's eyes. Hearing, yeah. Yeah, or um, ears, yeah. Um, further on, so, you know, he's really frustrated and he starts smoking and uh, talks to his, like, I guess, support person or his counsellor that he's uh, Joe. Talked, in, Joe, talked in the past. And, yeah, he meets with this, he meets with Joe who is this community based with people who are deaf or have, you know, and have some sort of either drug issue or some something like that and the there's a really good scene actually there's so many good scenes throughout this film yeah but um when they're having the first counseling meeting together and there's like people talking in sign and Ruben's like really confused and doesn't understand or even like yeah. when they're around the dinner table and you hear like like them kind of moving their hands and then next minute you hear like tapping yeah which which sounds it is it sounds pretty legit because I don't know I don't know if you can get access to you can't ask that I listened to I I listened slash watched their episode on people who have a hearing impairment again this week mm. um, and they talk they talk about music as well like how they listen to music and some people you know going to like big speakers or you know vibrations with vibrations through, yeah. And what music they like. They kind of did to. that in this film, didn't they? With the yeah. with the slide, um, only for a minute, uh, where Ruben's sort of playing the drums like on tapping. this metal slide in the playground, and the kids, the kids got his hand on the slide. I thought that was a yeah. very beautiful moment, actually. I was thinking about this. So, Joe, the leader of the kind of the the deaf community that that mm-hmm. Ruben goes to, he's he reads lips. That's his way of understanding what people are saying, as well as yeah. sign language. Yeah. But I thought about it. I thought, oh fucking hell! At the moment. Everyone's wearing masks. So if you rely on lip reading as a method of communication, what have you, you know, 
everyone's wearing masks at the moment so you've got no way of understanding what people are saying yeah i didn't even think about it until i watched this film for the second time that popped in my head yeah crazy yeah you mentioned about this this film has i could probably give you my top five favorite scenes but Mm. my favorite scene after my first time watch and remains my favorite scene is the party scene at the end because i just thought it it was kind of the peak of understanding ruben's life for me or his new life because he's got the implants um after lou and him had gone their separate ways for a while which ended up being the best thing they could have done he gets the implants he goes to see lou in france and he thinks these implants are going to fix him but they don't quite work in the way that he was hoping or Mm. expecting and he goes to this party and there's just all of these sounds and people communicating and it's all kind of mixed together and he can't understand all of it, any of it because it's just all this mixed up weird it's muffled just too sound. Many, yeah, too many voices, too yeah. many sounds going on at the same time. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed that, that scene the first time I saw it. The second time I watched this film, I purposely watched it with my in-ear headphones on. So I could try and... They're not noise, noise cancelling, which would have been nice, but yeah. it was nice to have that sounds so close because you this some of it's quite subtle yeah and i would like to have seen it at the cinema but the next best thing is watching it with headphones in which i would i would recommend and i really noticed it a lot more some of the stuff that they do with the sound um but yeah remains the, the party scene i just thought was very very powerful and it was kind of the point where you were like oh fuck it was his point of acceptance or it's it was his yeah it was just before it was like his final hurdle to jump over i guess the final thing to him for him to experience to go oh fuck okay now i've got to accept this thing oh movie drone reviewed this film a couple of months ago and i was speaking to mark regarding this film because he know uh, one of their listeners sophie recommended this film and because she works in with people who have a hearing impairment and mentioned that it's very likely that sometimes the surgery doesn't go well that, you know, yeah. having this implant put in sounds really robotic. And even when I watched the um, episode of You Can't Ask That, some of the some of the guys um, mentioned that the first time they switch it on, it's not perfect sound. And it's there was I remember there's one there was one person in particular just completely got rid of it because they didn't they didn't like it at all, and they just communicate with with sound and uh, with with sound with their with hand with sign language, which is such a beautiful mm. language, and I've always wanted to learn it. And yeah, same. Um, Rusam Med he wanted to create more awareness of that. You know, it's not all about the hearing devices. You know, communicating with sign language should be like a more recognized thing, and getting this communication by sign is still something that they Effective. should do because it's, I don't, yeah, it shows to others who have watched this film that it's not, you won't get your perfect hearing back. Yeah. And um, Paul, uh, Joe's character, he, so his parents are both deaf. So oh, that's, right, in real life, Paul Racky. Yeah, yeah. So right, he, okay. he he knows sign language really well. And yeah. they, I think they hired a fair few people who have a hearing impairment for the film which is also massive positive i think lauren ridloff who's the teacher in it um apparently has a hearing impairment i think she's in 
Eternals. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, I think, you know, generally just cast more people in in these roles. If you're making a film about people with hearing impairments, hire people with hearing impairments. Yeah. So, yeah, so final thoughts. I enjoyed this just as much this time as I did first time around. My score remains exactly the same. Nine out of ten. I will watch it again. It might be one for the collection. I'm really super interested to see what Darius Marder is going to do next because this film was just expertly crafted. Um, brilliant film. Brilliant. What do you, what do you yeah. reckon? I loved it. I 100% would rewatch this over and over and over again. Yeah. And would highly recommend it to anyone to watch this film. It's fantastic. I'm so glad that I finally have seen it. I agree with you. I, I give it a 9 out of 10. Okay, then. So now we've done our two musician-based movies, let's announce what we're going to be picking next week. And it's back to me. I'm going to go for LGBTQ films. I know what I'm choosing, actually organised for once. (laughs) And the reason that I chose that topic is to tie in with Pride Month. Unfortunately, we've messed up our calendar a little bit because we've just been too busy. Yeah. And it's going to end up coming out in July. I think think we're just missing Pride Month. It's not not Only just. Only just. Only just. So we're going to keep it. We're going to do it. So next week, we're going to be choosing two LGBTQ films. So tune in to the next episode to hear what we come up with. Cool. Which means that we've got to move on to the final section, section three, Stitch Up, where last time you lost and you had to watch Birdemic 2. I watched Birdemic 1 last year. Yeah. And I went back and listened to our discussion about that. I didn't realize how long ago it was. It was in our Cults episode, which was like nine months ago or something it's crazy it felt to me like three months ago like or even two months ago it felt quite recent but it was ages ago and i I covered it so i sort of know what uh, what to expect um but it's over to you mate for birdemic (laughs) 2 so birdemic 2 the resurrection the res erection res erection it came out in 2013, directed by James Nguyen. Tagline is, you asked for it. We didn't. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, I did not ask for this film, but anyway. Tag- <laughs> the tagline is, a platoon of eagles and vultures attack Hollywood, California. Why did the eagles and vultures attack? Who will survive? Dun, dun, dun. What was Birdemic 1 about? What do you reckon? I told you what it was about. <laughs> Giant birds attacking people with, and then people using coat hangers to, to, to fight them off. And maybe there's maybe it's a secret environmental message and maybe there's a scientist that they meet on a bridge inexplicably. Okay. So it's pretty much, pretty much <laughs> it's the, the same, same movie, isn't it? Reason. The same movie, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's... um. I think it's Rod is the main guy. Rod. Yeah. Oh, no, is it Rod? No, it's not Rod. It doesn't oh, matter. Anyway, this is guy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is guy. He's, uh, he's, you know, creating this amazing film and he meets this girl in, obviously, it's in Hollywood and, you know, she's about, she's thinking about leaving Hollywood because she can't get a gig and he's like, oh, you know, you should uh, you should uh, audition for my film. You you could be the main actress in this film, 
And then also I think Rod is the guy who's going to put money towards this film. Mm. Anyway, for like 40 minutes it's talking about this, you know, film that they're going to create and then he has this romantic connection with this barmaid that wants to, that becomes the main actress for this film. It drags for so long and it doesn't make, this this film didn't make any fucking sense at all. They could have made, it could have honestly been a short film and that's, and it would have been maybe a little bit half decent. Nah. I don't think there's a good film in bed, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but they could have like, they could have done this in 10 minutes. It it went for way too long because then, you know, maybe 40 minutes in, all of a sudden the bird, the CGI, it's like clip art. Birds <laughs> yeah. <or eagle. laughs> yeah, do you see what I mean? I think when I watched Birdemic 1, I was trying to convey how it looks to you and I don't think I did a very good job. But, yeah, you're, you, you hit it now right yeah. on the head with the clip art. <laughs> birds just it's literally clip art. in one position going, ah, <laughs> and they're shooting guns and like <laughs> obviously they've got no like they've got no clue where these birds they're just shooting yeah. randomly but obviously it just does not match these birds suddenly resurrect and then they start killing people and they only kill people who are not good to the environment because <laughs> okay. they went to a, they went to a zoo they're like oh why are the birds not attacking here because we treat our animals well and we're very eco-friendly so you need to just be eco-friendly and everything will be okay. Yeah. And it ends with some, one of the – I think it was a writer. He gets killed one of the birds and they all, like, watch him just floating in the pool and it ends like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's the point of this yeah. film? It sounds like it's probably, like, exactly the same as the first Birdemic. <laughs> but I will say that apparently the sound, the sound is better in Birdemic 2. Really? And in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. If you can believe it. Wow. Pretty weak, mate. So did you enjoy it? I loved it. It was great. Great. Um, I'm giving it a point one out of ten. Point that's one? How fucking... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how great it was. Alright. I gave shit. Birdemic I gave Birdemic one a zero out of ten, so it's an improvement. So Birdemic two oh. is better than the original. Oh. Maybe I should give it a negative one then. negative it's, it's fucking shit anyway <laughs> shit house moving on shit house yeah your favorite <laughs> word yeah awesome all right well thanks for watching birdemic 2 mate i was very curious on on what that film was like. um <laughs> let's move on to the poll we need to find yes. out who's going to be watching a stitch up for episode what 82 yeah who's going to be watching yeah. a movie episode 82 so the poll we didn't put on because uh sneaky sneak we're recording a little bit ahead of time we're trying to bank an episode etc so we haven't put a poll on but the movies we chose was llamageddon for me and to catch a yeti for you so quality what are we doing <laughs> in lieu of a poll well i've got a i've got this the spin the wheel thing that we did last time and I've got Lamageddon and Catch a Yeti as the options. Okay, so I guess we've got to spin that wheel of fortune. Do, 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 do. Oh, no. <laughs> Best out of three. <laughs> oh, go on. 
What's the result? <laughs> Announce it into the microphone, please. To catch a Yeti. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy that you're watching this film this week. I sent you a screenshot of this and that's the reason I chose it because I just literally was running out of films to pick for you and I saw saw the poster for this. It's got meatloaf. I didn't even realise it was meatloaf at at first, but it's meatloaf. Yeah, it's a meatloaf movie with what I can only... It's sort of like like a Furby troll type thing that's on on the the poster. Um, Yeah, it looks like a Furby... Yeah, it's yeah, fascinating. Yeah. I, I'm really intrigued by what this film is. Um, you so you're going to be well. watching. I probably won't. So because <laughs> that's why you're watching it. So I don't have to. So you're going to be watching To Catch a Yeti, which means that Llamageddon for the third poll in a row stays on because the new rule is now that they stay on until they get watched. So you don't have to pick another one for me. Mm. But I do have to pick another one for you to replace to catch a yeti and for the longest time i've been trying to get a uve bowl film on stitch up he made a film with christian slater what is called alone in the dark and it's fucking terrible so next one's going to be Larmageddon for me versus alone in the dark for you the polls are always on our instagram at Twin Picks Pod. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do at Twin Picks Pod. Email the show on twinpickspod at gmail.com. If you want to support us, you can do at ko-fi.com slash twinpickspodcast. Best thing to do, leave us a review and subscribe to us and tell your mates about it. Where can we find you, mate? You can find me on Instagram at chikanika or Nika Creative. Awesome. So we did it. We did musicians. We covered sound of metal and inside lewin davis next time we're going to be choosing two lgbtq films in our latest picks episode so don't forget to tune in to the podcast then we'll see you then bye see you. bye